Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. This is the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. It is the Cigar Tipsters Podcast, and thanks to the magic of doing two of these in one one night, Ben is actually on time for a change. Uh, so Ben is here, Senior's here, Jerry's here, and Jerry wants to talk about, or excuse me, Ben wants to talk about uh, a little church down in Tampa where they, they might be worshiping some cigars. Is this, is this where I talk about it? Yeah, you're allowed to talk about it now. I'm allowed to talk about it. Okay. All right. So there is a building in Tampa Heights, Florida. Uh, it's a 114-year-old. It was... It was called the first congressional church and that building is now called grand cathedral cigars and what it is they turn this giant cathedral into a four-story cigar lounge which is adorned with predominantly arturo fuente cigars um there's fuente cigar labels on you know displayed on the stained glass windows there's the fuente family photos all throughout the building ashtrays tables lounge it's a full, full open, a full bar that's in there. It's really cool if you ever get a chance to Google it online. Um, it's located in North Florida Avenue in Tampa Heights, and there's an outdoor patio, a walk-in humidor, a gift shop, lounge area, all that good stuff. And to me, if you, I mean, I'm not going to go through the entire history of this building um, because it's, it's been through many things, including it's been actually been on fire, um, but it's been restored. And they've changed it into a cigar lounge. It's one of the more unique places that I've scene um and if you look at the pictures inside it is just gorgeous because it's i mean it is a cathedral but imagine taking that much opulence and making it into a three or four store cigar lounge it's quite interesting um so i just thought that's actually a cool way that instead of buying a whole new building they just use what's there um and you have all the space that you need and it's a way of bringing the community together and i mean you know they kind of look at it as a place to worship arturo fuente uh, <laughs> i would do that but that's you know it's it's church so they, they kind of blend the two ideas together um it's uh, so cool. looking at looking at the picture it, it's very traditional churchy looking i mean it's very much a you, you can tell what its past life was and they say it uh, was originally built in 1926 so it's a building with a lot of history. Uh, some of the posts say that it includes a piano bar, a lounge, a conference area, a 6,000 square foot outside event space, and even has a koi pond. Um, downstairs open to the public and upstairs is membership only. Um, the thing I see that I really like is the membership only upstairs area. VIPs can get in there 24 hours a day. So that's cool. That is very cool. I mean, that'd, that'd be a really cool place to hang out, I think. <laughs> you want to you go have a a smoke and a drink at three o'clock in the morning you can go do it and where better place to do it and confess your sins at the same time <laughs> your honor i'm about to commit a sin at happy hour at about 8 30 <laughs> yeah i wonder if this was a catholic church if, if they kept the confessionals so you know just keep the original ones there so you can just kind of <laughs> do what needs to be done <laughs> but yeah. yeah we'll we'll try to remember to post a link on twitter because it is uh the, the pictures on the inside are from the outside it just looks like a church but when you get on the inside it's crazy uh, it's very much cool. i like to imagine if you were like a king or a prince and you had access to a cathedral like this is what you would do to it as a cigar lover and it's just that kind of it's just the dorm with just all these tvs and everything 
So it's really cool. Yeah, definitely. If I ever, uh, one of these days, get down to Tampa, I'm going to have to go down there since the bottom half, they'll let peasants in like me. You could call that a pilgrimage. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, uh, a pilgrimage to worship at the shrine yes. of uh, Fuente. Right. Yes, my son. <laughs> Don't, it didn't, uh, I've heard some people who go down to Perdomo uh, consider that worshiping at his shrine. I heard that too. A little, uh, little, little over the top, but you know, each their own. Yeah. You know, who am I to judge? No. Yep. I shouldn't judge anyone. I'm a horrible person. Been That's concerned. true. Yeah. That is true. Senior so, talk. <laughs> he would know. He had to live with it for 18 exactly. years. Exactly. He's like, yeah, he's, he was awful. That's okay, bud. You're welcome with me anytime. Yeah, you know, it, it helps having multiple sets of parents. There you go. <laughs> Multiple sets of parents. <laughs> yeah. I don't like oh, yeah. these parents. I'm going to go hang out with my other parents. Yeah. Yeah. Gary and Darlene adopted him a long time ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, the, the funny the senior was very happy about that. He wanted to be rid of my financial burden of an ass. <laughs> he did. He signed the title over to you, to Jerry and Darlene, a long time ago. He said, you know what? Here you go. Title in hand. You're done. He's, he's yours now. Well, Look. I think it was Tweet Up we were at. And the four of us, we were all leaving that morning and we stopped at Cracker Barrel to have breakfast. Mm -hmm. All right, Darlene and I both order. And then Jerry and Mark basically could have ordered in tandem. I mean, it was <laughs> identical down to the drink, I believe, you know. It's like, okay, maybe he is part there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's kind of funny when, when you get me and Jerry together because I'm – 34 and you know jerry's retired and, and i'm not know, 34 chill, no. chilling chilling in his uh retirement time and like it, it's weird how much how similar we are about stuff that we eat and stuff that we drink and yeah our, our thoughts and feelings about various subjects but yeah you our, can our idea of entertainment yeah exactly <laughs> i'll tell i'll be honest with you don't take much to entertain us you know just put us in front of youtube <laughs> yeah. for a while yeah. and yeah. Sort of that's true. So uh, that fits for this whole group. <laughs> true. Uh, Jerry, you brought uh, with you a story tonight as well. Uh, let's turn it over to you for a few minutes. Yeah, I, I really, this is very interesting to me. This is, this comes along with Cigar Tips for Scratch Your Head type program. Uh, it's a, a real good example of government actions that have unintended or possibly intended consequences. You kind of look at the story and and tell yourself. Michigan, uh, of course, went through last year about the same thing that we all did as far as cigars, cigar business uh, in February. They, everything was shut down there and it was pretty much that way until about the following February. Then it opened up a little bit. They started allowing 50% capacity in cigar shops with you know, the appropriate uh, equipment and stuff like that. And then it shut down again in the summer. And then when it opened back in, they limit uh, the capacity now to 25%. And along with that came a current order entitled Gatherings of and Face Mask Order. And uh, quote, removal of a mask in a gathering defined as any occurrence, either indoor or outdoor, where two or more people from one or more family, one or more household are present in a shared space is allowed eating and drinking only. Okay. So somehow smoking got left out. As of that, that order from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services, it's now illegal to smoke in a cigar lounge in Michigan. 
you know, the problem with so many of these governmental ideas, and I'm not talking about just mask, I'm talking kind of blanket everything, is the one thing that, you know, they have all of this cute language, you know, they, they speak for two minutes and they don't say a word. Right. The one thing they completely lack is common sense. Right. And, and I think this is one of those instances because I'll, I'll equate it to flying down to Florida and back last month. Uh, JetBlue, um, to their credit, very uh, militant about masks. You are to have them covering your mouth and your nose at all times. Uh, the only exception is if you're actively eating or drinking. Uh, very militant about it. They would literally wake people up and make them put them on if they weren't wearing them right. So, so kudos to them for doing that. But it, it's kind of like, how are you? Do you want them to cut a hole in the mask to smoke their cigarette or cigar or pipe or whatever? I mean, what, what are we going to do here? Yeah, to failure to comply will result in a misdemeanor, punishable up to a, a year in jail. You do oh, that Lord. for the smoker. Uh, you know, it's crazy. <laughs> and, and also, a civil, a civil citation for a thousand dollar fine for each violation. I mean, I, naturally, you know, the entire. Michigan cigar community is up in the air about this because they feel like they're being singled out. You can still allow to go into a restaurant or a bar and remove your mask to eat or drink, but that is not the way the law stands now. And uh, actually it goes on to say here, an email from the MDHHS official to Cigar Lounge owners stated the following, the director's order is clear. There is no exception for mask removal for purpose of smoking. Accordingly, it is a violation of the order for a person to remove their face mask to smoke tobacco or any of those substances. So, wow, think about that. Here they are, the cigar, the cigar lounges up there have been battered for a year. Now they got reduced to 50% capacity. Then they got shut down again. And then they got reduced down to 25% capacity. And now the good folks in the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services come along and say, well, you can't smoke there either. So yeah, the, uh... eventually they feel like they're being and, and again, uh, I know probably everybody that is sympathetic to the industry feels like we're being we're being singled out. But it really makes you wonder here if not something's going on. You know, again, is the the, the intention of this is it unintended or intended? Because it sure takes a swipe at cigar lounges and smoking. So two things here: the the cigar aficionado article. One one major quote from it is the mandate is quite clear. Smoking in a cigar lounge in Michigan is illegal. End yep. quote. My problem with the whole thought, though, is where and when does it stop? You know, are they going to? Well, granted, COVID is, you know, still a thing and may be for quite a while, but there's no end date on any of this. So it's like they're, they're and my question is when it is healthy, people are vaccinated, is it, is it over? How hard is it going to be to? turn this crap over for lack of a better term and that's a very good question because uh you know if, if you really look at things the idea of, of, of something like this being revoked or anything like that they should stay in place i, I mean let's be honest here you know the government yeah. doesn't like to get they make mistakes yeah i'm sitting here to myself kind of wondering if this is like you said is this is this maybe an intentional attack on Michigan cigar lounges is that something that the state of Michigan or the health nuts or the Karens whatever they I want rid of and this is their way of doing it I can certainly understand why they feel that way because again you can't go into a restaurant and eat without a mask you can go to a bar and drink without a mask 
but you cannot go in a cigar lounge to smoke without a mask. So that would make you paranoid if you weren't already, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's 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 questionable at best. It's going to be interesting to see what comes out, out of this. We're going to be follow, I'm really following this very closely. I'm trying to scan down the article. It was the last thing here I wanted to read to you. Um, wow. Let me see here. Uh, there, there was a meeting with uh, people, including Glenn Loop. If you all remember Glenn Loop, he used to be mm-hmm. Cigar Rights of America's with the Premium Car- Cigar Association now. And some people with the Michigan Health and Human Services about the situation. And uh, <laughs> you're going to love this. Uh, Huck Bursky, who was a spoker for the state of Michigan, told Cigar Aficionado that the department was open to their feedback and was receptive to providing follow-up information to come to a quick resolution. That, um, just in case you're wondering, yeah, just in case you're wondering, that's the government's way of telling you to fuck off. Exactly. Exactly. Pardon my friend. And the next part is, though, although no further details were given. Exactly. And they never will be. Yeah, you know, it, it just, I, I tend, I hope, I, I try to not be obsessive about things like this or jump to too, too many conclusions, but it certainly makes you wonder if we're not going down that old anti tobacco thing here again, you know, just another way of doing it. Yep, just a means to an end. And while well, we're, go ahead. Let me tie something on with Jerry there. Uh, you know, the brick and mortar stores, we're already fighting a, an uphill battle with the online game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but the one advantage they had was the cigar lounge where you could come in, smoke, and, you know, enjoy conversation and stuff like that. Exactly. And now they're taking that away from them. So it, it makes that even more of a battle with the online. Yeah, I, I tell you what, I, I have great sympathies with the B&M people, the break more people anyway. Uh, one little time I was in the business convinced me that that's part of the business I did not want to be in. Because you're right, with all the licensing hassles and everything else they have to go through, it, it's, it's a tough business. And again, uh, government is not certainly be, being sympathetic to their, their needs. Uh, and unfortunately, I hate to say it, with the incoming administration, well, the one that's already in, I, I'm afraid the whole thing's going to start over again with, with the tobacco again, with the, uh, the, 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 all the things we saw going on earlier. Yeah, all the FDA BS. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Thank you. The FDA, I kind of feel like that's probably going to get picked up again, too. But anyway, it's a sorry situation in Michigan right at the moment. And obviously, they're not getting a whole lot of sympathy from uh, the, Mich- the state of Michigan up there. And I'll continue to watch this and bring details back in. But it's just a, I kind of feel like it's just a, 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 a symptom or a taste of what's coming. Yeah, I kind of feel like it's means to an end. And Moving, yeah. moving a few states away, North Dakota, they banned smoking in bars and uh, most indoor places back in 2012. They recently had a bill that would have legalized smoking in cigars, cigar bars and lounges, but uh, yeah. North Dakota Senate killed that 24 to 23, close to passing, but basically two years after the chamber killed a similar proposal with nearly mm-hmm. two-thirds of members in opposition, uh, they proved, the House approved the bill. Uh, but the Senate killed it. So yeah. smoking is going to remain illegal indoors in North Dakota. So we can add North Dakota yeah. and Michigan to a list of places I'm probably not going. 
Yeah, thank you. <laughs> You're, you've got like a, a map of the 50 states on your wall. He's like, okay, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. And it's going to filter. I'm like, okay, I got these three states left and that's yeah, it. Pretty much. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm Xing out all the, all the negative. Uh, ben, ben, that's opposed to places you're not allowed to go. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so right now, like I have, I have Alabama, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida. Those are safe. North Dakota, yeah. North Dakota and Michigan are dead to me. Yeah. Uh, the Northeast just doesn't exist in my world. We should have sold North Dakota after the war because we didn't need them anymore. I mean, South Dakota has Mount Rushmore and that's cool, but there's nothing in North Dakota. Yeah, I can't, I can't think of one, one thing that's like a tourist attraction in North Dakota. Bismarck. Is, is there anything worth seeing in Bismarck? No. Fair enough. All right. So, uh, <laughs> so if, if we want a synopsis, a synopsis is, of that conversation, we hate North Dakota. Uh, just, just, as a, just as a sidebar, if you guys remember Andrew Jackson, when he chased the Spanish out of Florida, uh, intended to go in into Cuba and chase them out there too. But the president, I believe it was John Adams, stopped him. Can you imagine how a different world we'd be living in right now if he went ahead and kicked Spanish out, out of Cuba? <laughs> Very different. Just took it over. Yeah. Things like that just go through my head. I'm sorry. I moving along. No, so, it's fine. Uh, if you take the Spanish out of Cuba, we probably wouldn't have had Michigan do smoking bans with masks. Yeah, because we don't all those precious, sweet Cuban cigars <laughs> that everybody thinks is so great, but really are just. I mean, they are a, but... a sampling of what's truly out there. Yeah. That could be a, that could be another show right there by itself. Yeah, that's that's a that's a whole that's a rabbit hole topic for sure. But we'll right. we'll, we'll chill on the the government hates us uh, stuff and senior wanted to talk about some pairing options. So anyway, we'll, anyway, as yeah. I said, I'll just say real quickly, I'll keep an eye on this situation up there and give, and give the updates. Yeah, definitely. And senior, we'll toss it over to you. Okay, now I get stuck once Junior's already offended our, one of our three <laughs> listeners who happens to live in North Dakota. So. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I forgot to uh, formally apologize to any of our North Dakota listeners. I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, I didn't have a lot of time to do research on topics, but uh, I have had an opportunity to try a couple of scotch and cigar pairings recently <laughs> that I thought was very good. I mean, Taste, of course, is subjective, but uh, in my eyes, I really enjoyed them. Um, just a real wide brush stroke of scotch. There's, there's basically two types. You've got the sweeter scotches and then the smokier, more aggressive scotches. And for the sweeter side of it, I was fortunate enough to try uh, Dalmore 12 with a Rocky Patel Decade. And that was an excellent pairing. Those two uh, played well with each other. There's Dalmar also has a cigar mall, but I've not been fortunate enough to try it yet. So I don't know if it's, I don't know that much about it to whether it was blended pretty much to pair with cigars or that just they come up with a name for some reason. But that one from a, a sweet perspective, if you like more of a sweeter, scotch then the Dalmore 12 and the Rocky Patel Decade was really good now if like in Ben's case he likes to get tossed around the room a little bit uh, 
<laughs> the next pairing was an Ashton VSG mm. with a Lagerville and 16. Oh. Now that one, that one is a potent Scots that it, it's a heavy, it's from Iowa. There's basically five regions in Scotland, in Scott, Scotland, can't talk. Five regions in Scotland and Isla being the one that is famous for the real smoky, uh, peaty whiskeys. And the Lagavulin 16, uh, it's sometimes referred to as uh, making out with a cigar smoking walrus or a mermaid's bathwater. Oh. But the two. Yeah, this makes me want to try it. Yeah. <laughs> Like I said, it, it's not for the faint of heart. It, it is a real heavy, smoky, uh, strong flavored uh, scotch. But with the VSG, it was pretty good. Uh, I enjoyed it. Probably not as much as the other one, but uh, I'm still working toward the smokier scotches. But, uh, so the thing that really scares me is the fact that uh, I think, and I really don't want to admit this, but I think the KFC cigar would go well with that Lagavulin because they both got that real smoky barbecue campfire-like flavors. But I'm afraid to try it because I just can't bear the thought of me actually liking the KFC. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to enjoy the KFC even if it works? Well, no. Uh, I've talked so much shit about that cigar. <laughs> and just, to, just to show that I actually do know a tiny, tiny amount about scotch, that particular region of Scotland has a ton of peat moss, um, which affects the taste of the water, which essentially affects the, affects the taste of almost everything over there. So that's where that really, well, the really heavy flavor comes from. What it is, they use the peat as uh, fuel. They actually cut it out in like firewood-sized blocks, and they use it to. Uh, right. They dry it and then use it basically like we use firewood. Right. And uh, and yeah, Isla is the one that is real heavy. They they measure it in parts per million or peat parts per million, PPM. And uh, the Lagavulin is way up on the list. <laughs> it and the Ardbeg and stuff like that are the ones that are more for the the person that's definitely smoked some, or smoked, definitely drinks quite a bit of scotch and is acclimated to it. Just stepping back for a second though, you were talking about the, the Rocky Patel decade. Uh, right. That cigar to me will go about good with anything. Uh, that's one of the cigars that I just forget sometimes how good that cigar really is. It's just a really nice, solid, tasty, medium body cigar. I think it's never, it's never failed. I agree. Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, another one along that lines that I smoked uh, the other day that I sent Mark a snapshot of uh, the CAO MX2. One yeah. that uh i hadn't thought about in a long time but happened to pick up one and uh it's like dang i forgot how good this was 
Yeah, you know, there, there's such a large field of cigars out there now. Uh, and of course, there's constantly something new coming out that catches everybody's attention. But every once in a while, it's just really nice to go back to something like that. It's been around for a while. It's been consistent. It's always good. And you go, wow, I almost forgot about this. This is great, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, we get so wrapped up in the, you know, the latest and greatest when right. coming out that we we forget about the ones that we really enjoy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. a bit of breaking news here. Well, not really breaking news, but we're going to call it that way. Anyway, I, I was browsing Cigar Aficionado as you guys were talking here, and cigar fans of Michigan can now rejoice as next week they, and this is in the past at this point, will be permitted to smoke again in lounges. Fantastic. Whitmer, uh, governor of Michigan have updated their mandate from last month, which will now allow patrons to smoke in cigar lounges, <clears throat> lounges effective March 22nd. We're recording this on the 28th, but they're, so we're a few days behind on that. But it's, uh, the update modifies a previous COVID-19 ordinance issued in late February, which stated masks must be worn at all gatherings. Um, for the consumption of food and drink, it was fine, but not for smoking. But now uh, we have an exception for smoking. So just figured I'd throw that out there as I just accidentally stumbled upon that. Are you on half uh, Cigar aficionado. Okay. Uh, well, from that's, that's, that's a update. See, fellas, you got to remember, I'm from Kentucky. Yeah, news travels slow down there, so <laughs> they want to catch up. You know, yeah, they still use the telegraph. Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of like trying to get trying to get Ben on the phone or what on the, the hell, man. I, listen, I have in, I have Net Zero, Mind Spring. Do you do you still Ben? Do they still use AOL CDs up there? You know, they, like uh, yeah, that's why I can't minutes. be on this channel for too long because I'm running out of out of CDs. Oh, so, so that's hours. that's why we that's why we had to stop and start over because you, you ran out of time and you had to put. Well, I had to reload a new thousand hour trial. <laughs> I'm on a trial now again. Gotcha, gotcha. So that's good to know. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I heard that dial up sound uh, in the background earlier. Fax machine here. <laughs> And then I need a parent in the other room yelling at me to get off the damn internet so she can make a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that, that, well, I forgot how horrible that was when you'd you be trying to do you something online. And, line if you and, were privileged, but otherwise, yeah, if you were no, we didn't. We didn't have the second phone line, so anytime they they picked up the phone, you just crashed and burned. Yeah, sorry, I need the internet. Oh well, okay. Sorry, I, I need to call. Yeah, you need the you need the internet. I need to order a pizza, so we have a problem. Yeah, yeah. Let's and that let's, was let's face it, that was back in the day when online ordering was not a thing. You couldn't Domino's.com that that shit back then. No, you, you may be able to Google the phone number, perhaps. <laughs> well, it would take you fifteen minutes to do it though. It would. You'd be probably like, oh shit. You could you win that the pizza. Exactly. In, in the time it would have took you to order online back then, you could have just went and got it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, how times have changed. But we... Hey, hey Senior. Sir? If, if you want to have some fun talking about communications, try to explain a party line to a kid. <laughs> They're horrified. They're horrified. Oh, yeah. They're going to be sitting there with this blank stare on their face like, what? <laughs> yeah. You know what we're talking about, Ben? Party lines? Yeah. I bet yeah. you still down Canada. You get never, like a, never a experienced mirror. them, but I know what they are. You get a little hand mirror and a razor and you, you chop yeah, it up real fine. Something like that. 
make them basically rail, what yeah. it what it was was two cups with a string attaching them that was about it and you ran well it there were three cups between well, all yeah, the houses in the neighborhood yeah three or four cups but only two could talk at the same time you know so. right there you go we're not talking about like cocaine back when yeah. back when you could spy on your neighbors right Oh, but you know, talk about technology advancing. I'm having a terrible time finding eight track tapes. You could witness a murder, but couldn't call nine one one until after seven because the minutes are free. Yeah, there you go. So, I'm uh, just saying that's yeah, how that was the good old days. Yeah, nights and we, you know, and I don't know if I've ever like blatantly said it on on this show, but I work for Verizon. And uh, we still have people on those super old plans that still have like 700 minutes, nights, and weekends. They still have to hold on to that. Like, and I I don't get it, but it's still there's like so many more than you'd think there'd be. It's like you you can have unlimited everything for 50 cents more than what you're paying now, but and they won't do it. They they, they, they absolutely won't do it. Yeah, (laughs) that must be what it is because they will not do it. You don't have to live like this. You can you can be one of us and and have all the privileges that we have. You You can call anyone at any time. You know, it doesn't have to be from seven (laughs) seven to five in the morning. Doesn't have to be on your friends and family list. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Or nine nine to six, whatever whatever the hell those hours were. I don't even remember. And then the weekend, the weekend started at like eight o'clock on a Friday night. Yeah, it's you don't have to live this way. You can, you can be one of us. Yeah, you don't have to live Amish anymore. <laughs> Anywho, well, uh, we thank you guys. Did, uh, uh, the North Dakota viewers, and now the Amish. Well, the Amish. Oh, you know, Amish this week. No, wait a minute. The Amish ain't got no technology. They ain't listening to this crap. Yeah, uh, you're in Indiana making rugs and meth or whatever it is. Yeah, that they do. You don't know what they got in the basement down there. No, you don't. They're making or rugs who? and butter and, uh, <laughs> you know, and they have those triangles in the back of their, you know, their buggies. They're, for using, no those, they're using those butter churns for the meth. That's how they get it really, really clear and clean is they, they churn it. They churn, yeah, they, there's no need, but they do anyway. It's like that'll be the next show, Breaking Bad, Breaking right. Amish, Breaking Bad, or Breaking Bad. Well, there, there was a series only a couple of years ago called The Irish Mafia. You remember oh, oh, that's yeah. true. That, that was one was, God, that one oh, was, that was horrible. Yeah, that was, that was horrible. Yeah, that was uh, so, so clearly. Yeah, I'm, I'm convinced they were all paid actors because it was so bad. Yeah, I just don't think it's paid too much. Yeah, really. If, if they paid them two hundred dollars, they overpaid. Listen, I'm a Baptist, so I was offended. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. All right. Well, this hey, is speaking been... of ways, I remember we used to talk about cigars. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we you know, you know what? We'll we'll save that for next show. This has been uh, the, the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. Uh, have you- This is the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. 